The flame had died down. A shadow lay against it. A shadow queerly limp and empty. Tommy McKenna stared at the patch of scarlet cloth. A bright, warm stain was growing in the dry snow, spreading out slowly and steadily. Simmons' face had been torn away as though by claws. Nothing remained but the broken, red-shredded skull. Tufts of his parka lay black against the white. Blood was scattered far. Tommy McKenna's voice was stiff, unreal. He turned his wolves to feast. Anger blocked out the body, blacked the northern lights. Tommy's hands shook with rage. He looked north, and his eyes were chill. The unwritten law of the Mounties, swift death to those who would kill one of us. He talked would die, with either bullets or steel or bare hands. No trial for Etok now. He had committed the unforgivable crime, punishable by instant death on sight. He had killed Simmons of the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. No wooden gallows in the Yukon Territory headquarters, with a priest to see Etok through death's door. It had to come when and as soon as death could. Tommy McKenna looked back at the fire. The torn fur and scattered bones of the sledge dogs told a swift story. Tommy knew that he was on foot, that he would have to live from kill to kill unless he met Etok. The garish flame of the northern lights showed up the trail. The large pads of Etok's wolves had left their plain print upon the snow, and over the pads was the print of a comic-covered foot. That was Etok. Picking up a bundle of supplies from the ruin of their outfit, Tommy struck out. His snowshoes rasped over the dry, cold surface, and the weight of the Enfield was hard against his arm. No time to bury Simmons now. The paws might lose him his quarry. Slogging through the never-ending night, Tommy heard the sounds of the north, the crackle of ice under terrific stress, the moan of sharp wind across the great reaches, the shivering, hunting cry of the wolf. the trail was straight, leading into the very heart of the Borealis. Etok the madman was traveling fast and far, lengthening the road which was milestoned with blood. Tommy's breath was ice on his lips, and his lungs burned from exertion and freezing air. The Enfield grew heavier. The revolver under the parka banged with steady monotony against his thigh. His squinted eyes did not leave the trail. The sound of his snowshoes was like the staccato flicking of sandpaper across a drumhead. He stopped, still looking down, his practiced glance reading the story. Someone had intercepted Etok's trail. The sledge had stopped. Then a pair of shoes led off at an angle traveling west. It seemed to Tommy that the second prints were lighter. But he did not think that Etok would desert his team, nor did Tommy think that any man in the north could drive the twelve wolves except Etok. He followed the sledge runners again, quickening his pace. The wind was stronger, sending whirlwinds of dry snow rocketing up toward the black sky. Two months until morning, a hundred miles to the first mountie post. 
Tommy felt alone and cold and weary, but his eyes held the trail. The northern lights flared higher and higher until they covered the entire dome of the sky. The world stood out stark and bitter, like the ocean seen through a lightning flash. Far ahead, against the rim, Tommy saw a string of dots. As he quickened his pace, he thought that perhaps he would have a showdown now, even though Etok riding his runners would be fresh. Seconds were ticked away by the rasping shoes. Another flare of the lights. A hundred yards in front of him, Tommy beheld the team. But the revelation was mutual. The sledge stopped. Tommy slowed up, watchful, walking like a cat. The dim shadow before him might rush him. The Enfield was balanced, safety off. Still, the shadow did not move. Less than 20 feet away, the wolves growled low in their throats. Tommy, moving.